Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in Rogers Place, Ice District, the Edmonton Oilers, the Ottawa Senators tonight. It'll be uh, Cam, myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, uh, Jack Michaels are all part of the Oilers Radio Network. Uh, Jack and Louie and Gene uh, will have the uh, TV broadcast. You'll see John Shannon and myself making an appearance as well. Just before we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear and our game day lineup report for McGuire Financial as well as NHL Today for elite promotional marketing, I want to dip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. You heard Frank Saravalli talking about the fact that there's too many fights as a result of clean hits. We've asked people for their thoughts. Uh, my theory is simple. The team needs to protect their players. That's that's my theory on it. And you can't let other teams abuse your top-end guys, and you can't trust the league or the officials of the game to manage that situation. You need to be proactive and look after it yourself. Wayne T. says, if you want a league where everybody's 6'2 and over 200 pounds, okay. Wait a sec here. He actually start. Bob, when a 6'6", 220-pound guy throws a debilitating hit on a 5'9", or 5'10", 175-180-pound talented guy, and nothing's called, someone has to do something. If you want a league where everybody is 6'2", plus, and 200, you're telling everybody under 6 feet to forget about playing in the NHL. Checking is separating the player and the puck, not trying to physically intimidate another player to touch the puck. We know a lot more about concussions now. If that's the case, you would have never seen the likes of Gretzky, Dion, McDavid, and several other superstar sayings as players. I'm not saying you can't hit, but the players know the difference between a check and a hit to attempt to injure. That one comes to us from Wayne. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Dan says, I think the guys running around throwing the hits know exactly what they're doing, whether clean or dirty hits. Every now and then, they need to answer for them. Look at the uh, Tavares-Perry fiasco. Pure accident with skating past the fallen Tavares and still has to fight. Time and place for the real stuff. Just my thoughts. Uh, And I felt bad for that one on Corey Perry because it was pure fluke how it happened with John Tavares. And that was scary with Tavares. And I look... Speaking of John Tavares, he got fined 5000 bucks for the slash on Vincent D'Arnais. That's how he has to protect himself when he's being worked over by Vincent D'Arnais. Okay, like if some guy was doing that to Connor McDavid and cross-checking him like that, I'd want McDavid to slash him and chop him across the hands as well. That's how you defend yourself. However, 
I, I, I got, I guess part of the, I'm glad the owners have gotten bigger with the additions. Like Zach Hyman is an assertive player on the ice. He's taken a fight this year. But he plays a bigger game. He grinds it out in the corners. The order's out of Vander Kane. I think we've all seen the difference between Edmonton with Kane and without Kane. He makes a difference. And you know what? His only fight as an Oiler was against Brady Kachuk, against another really good player who is legit. Brady Kachuk's a legit player. Uh, probably a little bit more honest, frankly, than his brother, Matt Kachuk, who's one of the best players. I mean, the Kachuk boys are terrific hockey players. But we've seen the difference when the Oilers have had Kane in the lineup and when they haven't. The difference that DeHarnay has meant to the team. Uh, Clean Costin, and I would not be surprised if Costin got back in there at some point on this homestand. I think we've seen the difference when he's been in there. And I would, I think Ekholm coming in, providing a little bit more size on the backhand helps out. And you know what? I'd have no problem if the Oilers had a, another guy that could be a cooler for them because they've got two of the world's best players. Should players have to fight after big hits? Well, if you're Jacob Truber and you're skating through a guy's sternum every time you're hearing him, you're going to get some of it coming your way. That's just the reality of the situation. Or maybe I'm just a moron on this topic. You tell me. Uh, Stu47 says, get rid of one linesman, make it three refs, and they can all make penalty calls. That would help out. Bob, they need to cut out the stick plays. It's a joke. Uh laugh out loud. The Oilers are the worst with their sticks. Their best players are even worse. So, I can obviously not uh, uh, you know, not a fan of the Oilers. Bob, look what uh, Edler from LA did to McDavid's knee on knee. Refs didn't call a penalty so why should a uh, scum like that get away with it? Well, and, and that's I'm a little bit surprised, frankly that Mikey Anderson hasn't necessarily had to reap what he sowed. You can text us at 7 8. I guess what I'm saying, uh uh, what I'm saying here with this whole issue is the refs have a tough job, and you'll hear this coming up in an interview of Derek Ryan a little bit later on. It's not an easy job. You can call lots of stuff on the ice. At the end of the day, the players still need to stick up for each other, and they need to have the outlet as well. Brendan Escott, the floor is uh, yours. What do you think? Well, thank you. Uh, it To me, you can't t- use rules to take emotion out of the game. I think that it, it's not um, an obligation of the player in that moment to go fight the guy that just laid a big hit. That is the emotional response to see one of your brothers that you're suiting up with all season long laying down on the ice or having crunched, been crunched, right? So, uh, you know, I... I think some people are just wired in a way that they want to go out there and be the white knights and, and are okay with that. And then I think you, you if, if you're going to uh, be a big hitter that isn't of that ilk, well, then maybe you'd better think twice. You reap what you sow. I guess is what I'm trying to say, which sort of mimics what you're saying about Jacob Truba, where if you're going to throw the biggest hits of the season, you had better expect to drop your gloves because, frankly, there is a code and there's just an expected yeah. response uh, to me. You can't uh, regulate that out of hockey. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, interesting topic for sure, and we'll continue to bang off some text here. As we go into... Where are we going to go? We're going to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct work where... 
Featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Connor McDavid was at the Junos last night. He had these comments on the experience. Uh, yeah, it was different. Uh, definitely different, but uh, you know, really fun. You know, cool to uh, to do something new, do something a little different. Uh, it was fun talking hockey, but uh, it was fun talking about something else last night. When you were first asked to do it, were you a little like... Wait, wait, really? Like, what was your... Uh, yeah, a little bit surprised, but, you know, obviously, with it being in Edmonton, um, I guess I could understand, but um, yeah, it was something that uh, I was hesitant to do at first, but, you know, glad I did. How would you compare doing those interviews to grinding through a scrum here with us? <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot more comfortable talking to you guys about, you know, the forecheck and the PowerPoint and stuff like that, but, uh, you know, it was, a little, it was nice to be out of my comfort zone a little bit, and um, that was fun. Connor, a lot of athletes and rock stars said they'd like to be the other. Ever any aspirations of being a rock star? <laughs> no, I don't think it's for me. <laughs> I don't think it's for me, but uh, a lot of respect for those guys and what they do. And obviously they've been doing it a long time. And um, you know, spend a little bit of time with Chad and the band was, uh, was pretty cool. There you go. That's Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, who are looking to get past their 7-4 loss at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs that saw Edmonton give up four goals in a span of eight minutes in the second period. Here's Connor McDavid. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you got to learn from them. Um, you know, we're in a position halfway through the game where we've got control of the game, and and uh, we put a few a few you know, pucks on their stick, and you know they got skill, and, and it makes you pay. So um, it's a good lesson about momentum in a game, and um, you know finding a way to uh, to uh, to try to stop the bleeding, um, you know, which obviously we didn't do that 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 night. So good lesson. Uh, the Oilers last week uh, got victories in Buffalo and Boston. Those are the two teams that are directly behind Edmonton and goals for this year, so they played a strong defensive game, and David suggests that the Oilers need to bring a tight defensive performance every night. I mean, it's it's a word we keep going back to is consistency, right? Um, you know, that's what uh, that's what we're, we're, we've been trying to find all year, and you know, we've been we've had good stretches with it. We've uh, um, you know, and we've had stretches like this where it's kind of up and down. So, um, obviously, got to get back to our game here tonight. And. Uh, we should mention Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I tweeted this out a couple days ago, career-high 30 goals, career-high 80 points this season, beloved here in Edmonton, and a guy who is capable of uh, dropping the flippers once in a while, and McDavid had this to say on RNH's continued development. He's just playing really well, you know, um, and Nugent brings it every single year. You know, sometimes it doesn't uh, doesn't always go in for him, you know, but his game doesn't uh, doesn't change, I and mean, he's not uh, he's not pushing for offense, you know, he's still that solid defensive guy that, uh, that we've all come to know and um, you know for the, this reason or this season he's uh, making a lot of really nice plays um, you know scoring goals for us um, he's kind of doing it all he's been uh, been real good all right Jay Woodcroft uh, continued on that theme about the ongoing progression and growth of Brian Nugent Hopkins it's important to know where his goals are being scored from like so if you just took a, um, a map of uh, the offensive zone and plotted where his goals are being scored from I think you'd see a lot of them inside the dots um, I think he's going into hard areas to find offensive success and um, you know I think sometimes it comes from doing work for other people letting those people um, take their shot on the net but him finding secondary and tertiary chances there uh, I think that's a credit to him and his mindset this year. Alright, uh, the Edmonton Oilers again tonight against the Ottawa Senators learning experience for Edmonton against Toronto and uh, I asked uh, Jay Woodcroft basically on coaching players up after mistakes and how 
you, you sort of have to thread an interesting sort of balance, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, from an educational perspective, but also keeping things positive. And here's Woodcroft's response and coaching players up after mistakes. You know, obviously we tried to capture... Um, capture that eight minute span uh, in the second period there for what it was which is a, a learning opportunity for our group actually we spent a good part of yesterday uh, just talking about uh, momentum momentum in other teams buildings uh, when things aren't going your way what you can do to stop it um, certainly in that game we felt we were the authors of a lot of the the misfortune uh, in that second period there's areas of our game where we can you know cleaning it up a little bit and certainly taking care of the puck uh, with some of our younger players is an area for us. Jay also went into a fair amount of detail on playing detailed each and every game. I think you're bang on in what your assessment was there. I think if you go back to Christmas time and I don't have the exact stat in front of me I had said it on the road. I think we're 18 wins when we give up three or less um, since Christmas time. And I think it's maybe three overtime losses or shootout losses and two just flat out losses when it's three goals or less. To me, that's quite obvious. That's the template for us. Um, I don't think, um, you know, we're going to ever be perfect. There are going to be moments in games where other team does good things as well. You got to give teams credit. And I think for us, the one thing we talked a lot about is how to stem the tide, uh, so to speak, when things aren't going your way so that you give yourself a chance to, you know, close a game out or, or come back and do a game. For us, I don't think, um, you know, it, or it's certainly not lost on our coaching staff is that, you know, we're human beings here too. Um, we've played a lot of games in a tight, tight time frame. Sometimes uh, when you are deep into that type of schedule, you see some fatigue errors. Um, you know, in the end, we're all professionals. We want to capture the learning moments when they're there. There are moments we can be better. And for us down this last portion, um, if we're to get to where we want to get to, we're going to have to manage those moments better than we did in Toronto. Right. And uh, one final comment from Jay Woodcroft. We talked about it earlier in the show about Evan Bouchard being paired with Matthias Eckholm. Bouchard played almost 25 uh, minutes against the Maple Leafs the other night. And Jay Woodcroft had these comments on Bouchard's expanded ice time. It was a weird game because there were so many coincidental penalties uh, in that game. Uh, so in terms of the ice time distribution, it was a little bit different. But I would agree with your assertion that since uh, the trade for Ekholm, that pair has really uh, played very well, feel good in any situation with them on the ice. I think both Ekholm and Bouchard complement each other and play uh, or bring out each other's best strengths. And so... Uh, Certainly in that game, Bush earned every second ice time that he got. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, right now, Matthias Eckholm and Evan Bouchard are the Oilers' stop pairing. They are. Eckholm can shut it down. He can uh, get the play under control, and he can transition the puck by making the quick, effective five- to seven-foot pass. Bouchard looks like a completely different defenseman playing with Eckholm. And uh, plus, he's getting the opportunity now to run the power play. It takes uh, 
Bouchard out of penalty killing role altogether. The Oilers role of DeHarnay and CC. DeHarnay plays with Ekholm in the first PK unit. Nurse and CC in the second. Bumps those guys down. And I think that bodes well for the Edmonton Oilers. When we come back, we'll do our game day lineup report for McGuire Financial as well as NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Going to tell you the guests on the show receive certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 till 10 p.m. Roos Chris Steakhouse is the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltop that Oilers Now sent you. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you on Oilers Now. It is 1250 at Edmonton. We're heading back to sunny California in April with New West Travel. You fly to Los Angeles and watch the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. This New West Travel package includes airfare, banner, CNN Headline Sports. This New West Travel Hockey Package includes airfare, four nights at the Marriott LA Live, lower bowl game tickets for both games, and a welcome reception with yours truly and special guests. For the California Hockey Package, reach out to New West Travel or NewWestTravel.com. we got an event with them next week. Hey, uh, Brendan, do you have any idea what I'm talking about when I make that Van Earl Wright uh, reference in Los Angeles? No, nope, not a clue. He My was, introduction to Van Earl Wright was in the movie Dodgeball. Yeah, he was uh, when he was on CNN uh, back. He was good, man. He he was he had great pipes. All right, uh, yeah. So uh, we're heading off to Los Angeles. We're gonna have a great time. Uh, but at this time, we are going to go into the game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial. Have the right teammates on your side for your financial future for a free financial consultation. Visit mcguirefinancial.ca. So the Oilers had an OPT today. Uh, Skirt Skinner, it would not surprise me if he's the starter. He's 19-14-4, goals against average 9-11 save percentage. Uh, the Oilers have been rolling with Ekholm and Bouchard, Nurse and CeCe. Darnell's playing 23-44 per game. He's plus 20 in his NHL career against Ottawa and plus 19 this season. Brett Kulak with Vincent DeHarnay. He's playing about 12 minutes a game. I think we might need to see him play a little bit more than that. Connor McDavid, I read you the numbers earlier. 37 points, 21 career games against Ottawa. Uh, with Kane and Yamamoto at yesterday's uh, practice, uh, the orders were rotating Fogel, Hyman, RNH, and Dreisaitl through together. Leon, 13 goals, 31 points, 21 uh, games, plus 11 versus Ottawa. Uh, Bukestead yesterday was with Costin and Yanmark. That, to me, is a sign that we might see Costin in the lineup tonight. Shore was uh, on left wing with McLeod at center and Derek Ryan. I do not see Ryan McLeod coming out of the lineup. The orders number one in the league in goals for number one in the power play by more than five and a half percent at 31.6 percent. The Ottawa Senators signing uh, Tim Stutzla to an eight-year extension, $8.35 million, kicks in next year. He's having a wonderful season, 32 goals, 71 points in 62 games. He's with Kachuk and Giroux. Uh, Giroux this is what they had last game. Now, we will tell you right now that Matthew Joseph did not finish last game. Parker Kelly got nicked up in the last game, and so too did Thomas Shabbat. Um, uh, Pinto was with DeBrinket and Batherson, son of Norm Batherson. I'm giving you a hint there on something. Uh, Dylan Gambrell was with Joseph and Gochi. Again, there's a chance that Joseph comes out and then Kastelik, um with Kelly and Austin Watson, who's tied for the NHL lead with 11 fights. Uh, because of the injuries to Joseph and Kelly in that game in Calgary, there's a chance that Broussard and Patrick Brown would come in up front. Thomas Shabbat, who plays 25 minutes a game, did not finish the game against the Calgary Flames. If he's out, Nick Holden would be in, and they'll likely play Chickering with Artem Zub. 
There you go. Uh, Mad Sogart, is that who's starting? Former Medicine Hat Tiger. They're two goaltenders for Ottawa have 14 games worth of NHL experience as both Talbot and Forsberg are out for the Ottawa Senators. 12.57 in Edmonton. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing uh, in the next hour. But at this time, it is time. We are going to go to Oilers Game Day Trivia presented by Pro-Am Sports. Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. Up for grabs a $50 GC to Pro-Am Sports for your Fan Cave and Fan Gear. Brendan Escott, I'm going to give you uh, the... uh, the heat award you tell me how hard of a question i should come up with today should it be medium uh a little bit of extra spice or or super tough i think we should sprinkle a little spice on this one all right here we go there are at least by my count let's see uh one two three there's at least four members of the ottawa senators whose fathers played in the NHL, including a couple that played here in Edmonton. But uh, can you name three of the four current members of the Ottawa Senators whose fathers played in the National Hockey League? You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, can you name three? There's at least four. Uh, just looking at the, the roster right now. Uh, sons of former NHLers. Name them, Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as we head off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilbert. We'll come back with your answer. Uh, get to NHL today and then hear from Edmonton Oilers forward Derek Ryan. This is Oilers Now.